this is where we want to be. When you're designing something important, say a cheese sandwich, it's always a good idea to look elsewhere at what other people are doing. Let's see how the QE2 Masterplan team have been inspired by recipes from the best medical centres overseas. Paul Roberts gives strategic and developmental advice to architecture firms in the UK and the US. He's written books on planning design projects, he's a member of the Royal Town Planning Institute in the UK, and he's an expert in complex property issues. But first, here's Chair of the Trust, Stephen Cole. There's a movement around the globe where you know, things like the Texas Research Institute, and there's a number of these around the world in, in, in the US, in Europe uh, and in America, um, where they try to create these centres of excellence by bringing together the best minds and providing them with the best facilities so that they can all work together in a very complementary and cohesive fashion to, to deliver superior outcomes. My responsibility as to how I work with people on this project is to try and identify where there are examples elsewhere in the world which have been successful and provide those examples and, uh, and try and get them to use those to open their mind as to what is done. That was Paul Roberts. He stresses the importance of how the medical centre environment should be designed to improve well-being. You want in general human happiness for all those people. So if you look at all the people that go there, you want to have a good environment, you want to be able to go and have lunch somewhere, have a coffee somewhere, sit outside, talk to your friends, do all those sorts of things in a good, pleasant environment. You have to think about planning and you have to put in rules in place which stop you uh, trying to respond to what are very difficult issues. I mean, health-related issues are often funded by the state. There's a, often an absence of funding or they try, you're trying to make the funding go as far, far as possible and that tends to erode the environment. He says getting people to perform at their optimum capacity means good design and a positive environment. If I give you a pretty miserable environment or an environment that's hard, it's got graffiti, you're worried about crime, you don't feel it's safe, your ability to operate as a human being is worse. So if you give you a better environment, the overall outputs are better. Economic consultant Luke Parsons explains how the digital world changes how we use medical centres altogether. With the advent of things digital, we're in a borderless world. So that challenges the delivery models. Um, there's a, a, an anecdote which is relevant here where there's a, there's a, a WA-based online GP service which was, which was launched and the first patient who contacted that GP service was an Australian who was living in the Middle East who wanted to consult with a, um, a GP from Australia. And so it's not intuitive, but we're in a digital world, so this is where we need to rethink perhaps those, um, those boundaries that we physically have put around ourselves. So when we're consulting with a doctor, and about 80%, as I understand it, 80% of the services delivered by medical practitioners is fundamentally advice, and advice can be digitised and communicated anywhere in the world. So how we might actually procure that advice and how that advice might be delivered in the future may be quite different from the traditional human-to-human -human consultation basis that we um, tend to see at the moment. Head architect Warren Kerr went overseas to see how design can allow for new technologies. In many of the overseas study tours, we looked at specific issues and looked at how they could be translated into Australia. One of the ones that uh, I personally went on throughout Europe and the Scandinavian countries was really to look at the impact of AGVs, automatic guided vehicles, on the distribution of linen supplies 
and uh, waste through our hospital. And these are small uh, autonomous electrical trolleys. I was in a, uh, a Scandinavian country and they said, as an example, just stand in front of it. And it went, Brr! and uh, the idea was, could you please move? And they said, don't move, just stay there. And then it got a bit louder and a bit more um, uh, forceful. And then they said, stay there. And uh, finally, this, you know, quite a loud, impertinent sound came out. And I said, what was that? And he said, in Australian, it would be, get out of the bloody way. <laughs> but it allows these um, vehicles to go right through the hospital, deliver everything. And uh, it was a major innovation for many of the hospitals and for something like the QE2 Medical Centre to get supplies and services throughout the whole uh, campus is a logistical issue that needs to be addressed as we expand that facility. Looking at technology like the SASE artificial intelligence Warren talks about can help make effective use of existing on-campus infrastructure and that's something this project is really excited about. So that's how the QE2 Medical Centre Master Plan is influenced by others around the world to make this project a mighty excellent sandwich. If you have ideas about ingredients that you want to see for this project, head to www.qe2mcfutures.com.au for your say on the design of the master plan.